You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hey guys, welcome to session 12. As always, such a good session for you. I feel like Allie has just really, really done such an amazing example and really just a trooper this season and just showing you so many facets and so many things. So in this episode, we talk about mom guilt. We talk about boundaries. We talk about price raising and pricing. There are so many things that we dive into and I just think they are all going to be so helpful. And again, I just appreciate so much how real and transparent this look is and how real Allie has been in every situation that she has shown up for. So excited for y'all to listen. I hope this serves you. I, as always, would love it if you reached out to Allie and tell her if it did. And of course, reach out to me too. And I'm just so grateful to you for listening. And I hope this episode really serves you. Hi. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. It's a it's a dreary, dreary day here, though, so, you know. Oh, here, too. Bleh. I know, right? Um, so, advanced apologies. I, if you can hear, my husband, who has the loudest meeting voice <laughs> of all time ever. He's literally three rooms away, and we both have our doors closed, and I can fully hear him, so if you can, too, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I cannot, but I had to okay, giggle good. because even wearing headphones while we record, I hear my dogs often. <laughs> it's so funny. I think it probably is worse if it's you, but like, oh my gosh, sometimes I'm just like, how are you this loud? I truly don't understand. Oh, it's so like my, we're looking for a new house, you know, and like I had to tell the realtor like my must have list. <laughs> And I'm like, I want to be on a very quiet street where nobody walks. Yeah, <laughs> so your dog doesn't <laughs> see anyone. <laughs> and we're going to have a six-foot privacy fence, so they have no chance to bark at anyone ever. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's actually a very, very solid idea. We live on a very busy street right now, so yeah, mm, it's necessary. Yeah, they're just like constantly simulated. Yes, yes. I mean, I God that. forbid mm-hmm. somebody walk. So... Anyhow. <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> What's going on? How are you doing? Oh, I am doing good. You know, I feel like I say this like every single week, but last week we didn't have school, so it was trying to balance it all. And yep. it feels good to be able to have like dedicated work time again. But then it was so eye-opening of, oh shit, summer's coming up real soon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. So, yep. Tell me what the what the dates are around that. Like when is that starting? The last day of school is May 20th. Okay. So we have have two months, but it's definitely a a pressing matter. Yes. Okay. I'm writing that down. Okay. Got it. Um, And tell me, I know we've been talking a lot in base camp about price raises. You are officially full, full through May. Yes. Yes, I am. Which is amazing. And I even have the start of May, like people wanting to get in. I'm just waiting to hear back. So yeah, it's, it's been good. Okay. So midway through May. (laughs) Fingers crossed. Yes. Yes. We can celebrate that. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's freaking midway through March. So that's awesome. I know. It feels so weird to even like say it out loud. Like one of the girls that I checked back in um, because we had a call a a while ago and she's like, I'm just very overwhelmed right now. Like I'd I'd like to start in a while. I'm like, well, you won't be starting until. (laughs) Oh, so I need to get on now. And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's the whole thing. How fun is that? Yeah. It's awesome. It feels way better. You know, I'm going to ask you again for the hundredth time, but like, are you super proud of yourself? I am. Yes. I think it's still like not sunken in 
because I'm still in the thick of like finishing up all of those sites and I still don't have like the whole routine set of like daily jobs and I'm I'm just still in the weeds but it's so there and it feels amazing so yes I am proud. Well listen I think you just have to remember that like you can have both, right? Like you can be in the weeds on something and still be creating amazing results. Like I know that's something we continue to talk about, but I think I just want to keep reminding you, like, don't make the process mean the result doesn't count, right? Yes. And yeah. Right? I've been trying so hard to like focus on that, but yeah, old habits die hard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And it doesn't mean that, again, that we don't fix the process. It just doesn't devalue the result, right? Absolutely. So something that I talk about all the time that I think is really important to say here again, I think I've probably even talked about it on this season before, but it's this idea that you can't make the process make the result not count, right? The process means nothing about the result. So you can be in the weeds and still have an amazing result, right? Allie's booked out through mid-May. Like that's been such a goal of hers. She wanted to be booked out months in advance and now she totally is. However, again, what we tend to do is then make that wrong because we also are still working out some of the kinks of what it looks like to get booked out through May and be in the weeds from that, right? But I really want you to be able to separate those things. I can have an amazing result that I take full credit and ownership for and celebrate the shit out of and still be tweaking what the process looks like and what my time commitment looks like and how to get out of the weeds there. Right. But again, so many of us connect those so deeply that we devalue the win. And so I just really hope this is a reminder for you that the process doesn't mean anything about the result and both can still be true. You can still be growing in the process and celebrating the shit out of an amazing result. So good. Okay. So tell me how you're feeling. I know we've talked a lot about price raising. Tell me what you're feeling with that. Oh, I have a lot of price issues. I money has always been a big block for me and it just it feels supercharged all the time to even like raise my prices a little bit even mm-hmm. though like I told you I've been at this same price for so long right and I know I'm not going to hit any bigger goals if I'm just with the same hours at the same price right mm-hmm. um so I know it's time for a change it just feels very oh my god <laughs> Like jumping out of an airplane. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, and For sure. I think like what I, I'm trying really hard to focus on is in the past when I have, I'm going to even say pretended to raise my rates. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. I would put them out there, but then I'd get on a call somebody with somebody and I'd feel the hesitation, which now I know is probably me, not them. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I would be like, well, but yours doesn't really need all of that. So we can like get this down to here. <laughs> and uh-huh. really like theirs needed like a ton of extra shit actually. Yeah, <laughs> you know, let's just add in a few more things and then give some more away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. I know that I've always done that. Like, and it's, it's purely my mindset on that. And I know because pricing has always been a challenge for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a sale girl. I, I don't buy anything full price. So then like, but I invest in myself and my business. So I like, I know that people will invest in me. I just get this sticker shock value. I don't know, like craze in my head. And I just freak out. Freak out. What is, tell? <laughs> I mean, I totally hear you. Just tell me like the, the gist is basically like, you think that they just will stop buying or you think that they'll have different expectations of you or like, what do you think is that thing that kind of like causes the freak out? That I just won't have clients. Mm-hmm. Like so, they'll yeah. be like, oh, like if it was whatever, yeah, $500 which, less, I would be a yes. But at this price point, I'm just a no kind of thing. Right. And it's not even like, it's not that I think, oh my God, it's $500 more. It's just that like, the bigger number in my head freaks me out, which when you say for everything they're getting for $500 more, it's not that much. Right. It's just like the number to me. Right. Totally. It's just that it's going up is pretty much it. like even <laughs> if we were raising it by $100, it would feel like a thing. Yeah. It's always a thing. 
totally. Which is just helpful to like acknowledge for yourself though, right? Because then it's not even about like the amount or how much it's going up or any of that shit. It's like literally just the fact that it's going up, period. Yes. I mean, I started doing oh God, I'm embarrassed to admit this, but everybody's <laughs> been here. When I started doing branding and web design, not lying, I did pretty much everything that I'm offering now for $700. Oh, wowza. Yes. So like it's been charged ever since then. Yeah. <laughs> like everything is very charged. And then it's funny because like people reach out that worked with me so long ago and they're like, oh, well, that's that's a lot more. And I'm like, well, I'm damn good. Yeah. <laughs> and you know that. So you came back to me for a reason. But yeah, it's it's just money is always charged for me. Here's here's what really comes up for me based on some of the conversations that, you know, we were having in in base camp around it, but is really thinking of your hourly rate a lot more than you're thinking of your package rate. Yeah. Because you know how much time this stuff takes now. You've done enough of the tracking at this point to know approximately almost to the hour how long each project's going to take you, right? Yeah. So I want you to think every time you discount someone, what you're effectively doing is just making sure you make less per hour. I know. Right? I know. Yes. Which is helpful because then it it doesn't feel as charged around the big number. It's just like for an hour of my time, is it worth that? And if I'm going to discount this, is it worth taking whatever? I'm just making this up. A $25 an hour pay cut. Right. And then it kind of feels a little bit different because it's very much like the micro thing that you're looking at versus macro where you're like, I mean, $500, whatever. Does that make sense? Something I want to talk about is with pricing. So when we're looking at price raise, sometimes it really is helpful to think of like the big picture and the overall result you're delivering. But sometimes it is really helpful to think about that micro hourly rate. For Allie, when we've talked through price raising, both in session and in base camp, it has helped her a lot to think about that micro hourly rate. And it has really helped her get on board with it in a different way. And so I think that so often in our industry, we're like never price based on our only price based on the result. And I totally get that. And there's a place for that. But the truth truth is that there is like an hourly component to what we're doing. Like right, even with me, like I can know effectively if I know how many hours a week I'm working and I know, you know, what I'm making, I can pretty reasonably guess what that hourly rate is by doing some math, right? So even though I'm not necessarily price based on that, understanding it can be really helpful. And sometimes that is what can help us get through the pricing fears in our brain to look at it on that really micro level. So if you're thinking about raising your prices and this feels like a challenge point for you, like it has for Allie, that can really help. Look at that micro, look at that hourly rate, look at what your time is worth in that, not not just your time, of course, but the results, but really break it down in that way and see if that makes a difference. Because for Allie, that's really turned things around and how she's thinking about it. It does. And I know from like, I don't want to say stressed, but like how observant I've been about my time and how very little I have a lot of the right. month that I know I can't continue to do that. And I think that that's where like, okay, I have to really commit to this, but it's still just, yeah. <laughs> well, listen, I think something that you've really realized through so much of this is that you're always going to feel intensity around it. It just doesn't mean it's the wrong thing. Right. You know, so I think that's okay. Like, of course, it's going to feel charged. It always feels charged when you raise your prices. Again, it just doesn't mean it's wrong or bad or that you shouldn't. Right? Right. Yep. And so it's totally like you're not weird or different or fucking it up or any of those (laughs) things that it feels charged for you. Everyone feels charged raising their prices. It just still totally fits you, totally fits your business, totally fits the industry standard. So you go and do it anyway, (laughs) right? (laughs) Yeah. And I think that like, that's where 
I have always fallen trap of, oh, but they'll go to somebody else that does less or you know, that sells mm-hmm. for less. Well, but they're not going to get the same quality. Well, mm-hmm. they might. I don't know. I mean, maybe if they found a gold mine. But <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I know. I, I know better. You also just have way more leads than you've ever had. <laughs> so no, but I mean, that's helpful to think about, which is like, so even if a small percentage of them did decide to go somewhere else, like you still have enough leads that that doesn't matter. Right. Where before, when you weren't out there marketing yourself as much, it felt more charged. Yeah. Because leads felt harder to come by, right? By far, yes. So I think that's another good, just practical, grounded reminder here too. Again, not that it's not just going to feel intense either way, but just to kind of be like, well, actually, like I have enough leads and I'm booked out far enough that even if some people decided not to work with me because I raised my prices, like it wouldn't really affect my ultimate fullness or capacity. Right. And I think that that's just something that I haven't like fully grasped yet of like, I almost feel like I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop and the leads to stop coming in or, you know, like mm. the cycle that it used to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like the feast or famine kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I know that that's why I get nervous too. Mm-hmm. Well, and let's even – this is like really helpful to process. Let's even say that happened. Would it actually be because of pricing or would it be because you stopped marketing? Mm. Now I know that would totally be on my ass because I wasn't consistent. Yes. <laughs> Which is so helpful. So it's like, oh, okay, if I keep marketing, I'll keep having this many leads. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yep. And so then it just feels more in, in your power, right? It does. Versus before, it felt way less in your power because that wasn't happening. So it felt like, oh, I should just be thankful or whatever that someone wants to hire me and I'll let them do it for whatever rate they want, pretty much. (laughs) That's not really funny. That's what I did. (laughs) I'm aware. (laughs) Oh, you reached out? Sure. What do you want to pay? I'll make it worth that. (laughs) Right, 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 right. Exactly. And now it's like, well, I'm always consistently out there marketing, so I know I'm always going to have a stream of leads, so I really set the standard. For what I could take, right? Right. And and that's okay. Like I think, you know, in your in your mind, it's just kind of if you're like, oh, but some people might go somewhere else. I think you just need to be like, and that's totally fine. Instead of like, oh no, they won't, or they'll it'll be like they'll still come to me. It's like some might, and that's totally okay. Like for for me with the partnership percentage, some people totally don't like that. Mm-hmm. That's okay. They shouldn't right. hire me. <laughs> right? Just like your people that don't want to pay that rate, that's totally okay, but they for sure shouldn't hire you because that's when you're going to be in that situation where they're asking for more, 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 more that you don't want to give, right? Right. And I mean, as you know, that just came up with the one lady that was like, wow, no, that's not how I want to work at all. And I almost yeah. felt guilty about it. And I think. <laughs> I was kind of, I was slightly annoyed with you. (laughs) I figured. (laughs) I know, because it's like I was wanting to be told that it was okay. And you're like, no, it's okay for everybody. Everybody's fine. She has her Mm -hmm. right. You have your, and I'm like, no, just tell me that I'm right. Like, (laughs) Right. Tell me that, like, I'm doing the right thing, right? I know. And I even sat there, like, saying it to myself because it would have been a huge mess and that would have never worked out, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think, again, it's just sort of like you are the expert in your process. So if she wants a designer that's willing to get on the phone with her five times or whatever, it's more than okay for her to want that. It's just that she can't push you into giving her that, right? And not not that we're saying that she tried, but it's just like that's where the line in the sand is of like, well, I don't change my process. You don't have to change your desire, but we would hate working together. So let's just not do that. <laughs> right. What I love about this is that Allie has been working so hard on setting boundaries, right? And what happened here is that boundaries did what they're supposed to do, right? So she had a potential client that wanted a lot of calls. So she set the boundary that that's not how her process works. And they just mutually decided that wasn't a good fit. 
boundaries do what they're supposed to do, right? Which is helping Allie realize she didn't have to change her process and the other person also didn't have to change what she wanted. And that's where the magic lies, is in finding people who feel really good about the boundaries so that we don't have to change our process, but we also don't have to make them wrong, right? And I think that that's so beautiful to see, and it's so beautiful to see it working in Allie's business because what would have happened in the past is she wouldn't have set that boundary or been clear on the front end necessarily, not in an intentionally bad way, but just obviously because we know that she always wants to please and that's her tendency. And then she would have worked with that client and felt really frustrated and like her boundaries really got pushed and it would have felt like this conflict that was so unnecessary, right? Because now she's letting herself be really vocal about that, really set those boundaries on the front end. She's making sure the clients that do come in are gonna love and respect her process. And so it's just really beautiful to see when boundaries are doing what they're supposed to do and just a really big moment for Allie to step into that. And I'm not used to thinking that way. Like I instantly thought, well, do I need to build more calls in? Do I need to do this? <laughs> right. And I don't. I know. No. I <laughs> no. And you would hate that, right? Mm. Absolutely. I mean, just uh, last session, we talked about how I had to limit calls. <laughs> right. And I think that was just like one of those amazing moments where you got to like feel the uncomfortable nature of that and then just still make the decision anyway, right? Where it's yeah. like I can feel how much I just want to add fucking calls in and I'm still not going to. <laughs> and yeah, I mean like what's funny is I I didn't feel that. I did not feel that I wanted to add calls in. I think I was waiting for you to be like well, you know, I mean, per your industry, blah, 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 you know, like, oh, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I was just waiting for somebody to tell me the right decision and what to do. Weird. That's like Allie seven months ago. Yeah. Even though I knew that I wasn't going to change anything because I'm not jumping on that many calls. Like, it's just not possible for me. <laughs> totally. I think it's almost like what we want is what we want is for there to be one right way because that would make it more comfortable. Yes. Right? It's sort of like with coaching, you know, there's like a million different ways to offer a coaching package. And in a sense, that's what's so amazing about it, our industry. And in a sense, wouldn't it be easier if there was just one right way to do it? And that was, you didn't have to even decide, right? Yeah. So I think that's just helpful for you to see, but it you know, it, it, I said this to in base camp, but it's so true. It's like it did exactly what you wanted it to do. It filtered out someone that would have been pushing for calls over and over again and putting you in that like deeply frustrated <laughs> situation. You know, yeah. And what's surprising to me is that like when she first, so what had happened was um, we had our initial call and then I had sent the follow-up questions because she was – or follow-up emails because she was going to interview other designers. So then I followed up again. And um, she's like, yeah, I'd really love to hop on another call. More questions have popped up. Mm -hmm. And instantly I emailed back without even like asking you or anything. No, which was you a huge didn't. step for me. I was like, yes. yeah, so here's the deal. I don't do more than the calls that are included in the package since you aren't – exactly a client yet. I just want to be very forthcoming with this. I will hop on a call quickly so you can ask your questions to make your final decision. I just want you to know moving forward that that's not how the process works. <laughs> so good. And it's like, that's when that email came back. So I had already shut it down. But yep. then I also, why well, was that wrong? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. And what you get to keep deciding, and I think this is like just a really helpful like connection point to make, is like what's right is what's right for my business and me. Right. Does that make sense? Where it's not like was it right or wrong. It's just like, well, what is right for me because that's what's right for my business. Yeah. And again, it doesn't mean we're swinging the pendulum so far the other way where we're like, fuck everyone, don't serve them, just take their money, you know? But like, I think that you are really targeting, and I think your target market is shifting a little bit too, right? Where you're really targeting someone that, you know, also doesn't want to be on the phone all the fucking time. Right. Like, to me, that's a dream. 
like I just redid my website uh, uh, last year. And um, I remember specifically saying to um, the person uh, that I was working with, I've worked with them for years and years and I like them. I just don't want to be on calls. (laughs) And I was like, so what's the, like, is that possible? Like, is part of your process that we don't have to be on a lot of calls. And, you know, he was like really good about accommodating that. But like, my point is like, you can see how like, you get to almost like shift to like, making that a positive, like, hey, part of the reason my process is amazing is because you don't have to waste time on calls with me all the time. Yeah. So it's someone like you who also is busy and doesn't want that versus someone who's like, well, I would love nothing more than to be on, you know, five calls with my designer as I figured this out, right? Right. Yeah. So maybe um, I know I have your sales page copy sitting waiting for me, but maybe that's even something to think about going back to add. Like add how amazing it is that you don't have to do that. Um, on that note, I want to add something else there, but let me just make a little note for you here to not have a lot of calls. Um, another thing that I want to note for you, I started to say this in Basecamp um, too, but I just want to make sure I like very clearly articulated it, which is like, you know that your process takes about 40 hours. Mm-hmm. No one else knows that. Like, I had I had no idea. Right? So if I'm hiring you and I'm like, okay, you know, should I spend this money on a thing? If I hear, well, it takes about 40 hours. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> you are like a seasoned designer who's been doing this for 10 years and it takes you 40 hours to do this. I'm sure as hell not doing it myself. Right? <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, until you said that, I didn't really ever think of it that way because when I read that, I was like, oh, my God, what if they think that that takes me too long? Mm. And then I sat there going, well, because, you know, people pleaser in me. And then I was like, God, no, I work fast. Like, I'm a Mm -hmm. fast worker, too, that I can't imagine. And I'm sure that there are, but I can't imagine being able to pump this out even faster and have amazing designs and great results, you know, like I wish, and I even like, I, I didn't even message you back because I tried like 37 different ways of trying to articulate myself and I just kept rambling, but (laughs) I, I kept wanting to say like, I would love to shorten this process somehow. Mm -hmm. But then I wouldn't, Right. Well, but then I wouldn't be providing what I feel needs to be provided for this price mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. the st- strategy that I really put in behind everything. So, yeah, like, shit, yeah, would I love to cut off some time? Yep. But no, at the same time. <laughs> right. Did that make any sense? Probably not. Well, yeah, 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 totally. I mean, I think that, like, we can always be looking for process improvements and efficiencies and all of those kind of things. Like, you know, in some of it, I know you're thinking about getting a little bit more help with the, like, initial um, tech setup and things like that. So some of it might just be delegating more of it, too. Um, But I think that you have to own your process and what you're really good at and not make that wrong, if that makes sense. Like, I'll just use my own business as an example. But like, you know, so many people are like, but how are you on one-on-one calls all day? That seems so silly and so inefficient (laughs) and so not like the smart way to scale. And it's like, well, that's like how I feel like I can deliver the best service. So I'm committed to that and that's okay. And if someone else doesn't agree or doesn't like it, that's totally fucking fine. But like, it doesn't have to change my process. Right. And so same for you. Like if someone thinks that's too long, that's fine. They can go to a designer who takes a day, but they're just going to get a different result. And that's totally cool, right? But the people who want you want attention to detail, want someone who really like goes through it with a a fine tooth comb and make sure it's beautiful and perfect. They want someone who they don't have to get on calls with all the time. They want someone who's going to take time, care, and attention. Like all of those things are what make your process different and special. And so the more you can own that and not make them wrong, the more other people are like, wait, that's amazing. Right? Yeah. And that's what like, I've really been trying to actually journal about of yeah, 
how this process is what it needs to be. And I mean, the truth is, is that I'm only a couple clients into it. So I really don't even know how it's all going to feel or if it feels so long or, you know, if that's my old process creeping in as well, you know, but I have always, you know, like (laughs) even in the Facebook groups, you see people like, I'm launching my new service of website in a week. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. God, that would be great. I mean, like really just get this done. But I also know like that wouldn't serve me because I would feel Mm. very rushed and then I wouldn't be delivering like my best designs. And I have spread out this process into bite-sized things. So I know I'm giving my best. My client is overwhelmed. And, but I'm always, you know, like that squirrel syndrome of, oh, that might be a better idea. Oh, how long does it take somebody else? And I do, I just need to own mine because I know that this is what works for me. Yep, exactly. And you know there's a clientele who that really works for too. Like again, I'll use myself as an example here, but like I have zero interest in website in a week kind of vibe, if that makes sense. Like there's nothing wrong with it. Just where I'm at in my business, nothing about that appeals to me, (laughs) if that makes sense. I'm not in a rush. I want it to be really detail-oriented. I want someone to feel like they're taking their time. I don't need a website next week. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So again, like I think it's just, can you give yourself permission to know there's just different clients for different things? And like, you don't have to meet anyone. They get to kind of meet you in your process. Another thing that's really important about what happened with that potential client is that there's no one right way. Like your process gets to be what's unique to you and what you want it to be. And then the right people find that, right? And I think that, you know, so often we want there to be a right wrong. You know, we want there to be like, A, there is one way to do this and you are either doing it the right way or you are asking for the wrong thing. But there's not that. There's just, well, what's true for you? What's your process, right? An analogy that I use with a lot of my clients is like if you were at Disney World and you know you were trying to find a big group of people that you had come with, would you go run around to every single attraction and ride looking for them? Or would you stand in the middle of Disney with a big flag and wait for them to find you? Right? Probably the second one, because it just makes a lot more sense, right? You're way more likely for them to find you because you're staying and being clear and you're holding up the flag and you're not chasing everybody all over the place. And that's so relevant to this conversation because that's what we can do with clients sometimes. Stand there, hold the flag and hold the boundary like, hey, I'm someone who has a process that looks like this. Do you want it? I'm right here, right? Instead of running around being like, well, you're here and you need this and you're over here and I need to find you in this way and you're at this attraction that I need to trek across the park for. No, right? I'm here with my flag. This is what's true. Come to me when you're ready. That's a really good way to look at that. Where again, like nothing is wrong with anyone being at another attraction (laughs) or wanting a different thing. It's just that you can't run around chasing them because of it. And so Allie's really getting to that place where she's deciding what process is hers, what's unique to her, and being okay with the fact that some people might not like that, which of course is her edge, right? So many of our edges. But it's just really beautiful to see and I just hope it reminds you and gives you permission that you can do the same with your process and that the right people will truly find that. Yes, and that is, that's what I'm learning pretty good, right? I just have a really thick skull apparently that it hasn't sunken in. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you, it, I'm going to give you a hard time though. It has, or you wouldn't have said no to that person. Yes. Very true. Right. And you totally did. You were like, yep, totally makes sense. Let's go our separate ways. Like if it hadn't sunk in, you would have been like, okay, it's fine. I'll add in four calls and we'll meet on <laughs> m- every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Like, no, no. Hard no. But I do think context is helpful. So that's why I think like adding the 40 hours thing and really talking Mm -hmm. that up so that like the right kind of ideal client can really conceptualize that. Like if I read that, I'd be like, yes, that's what I want. It's someone that's going to like go in, take their time, like really make it amazing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So good. This is fun. And – Go ahead. Do you think that I need to add that into my copy then somewhere too? Yes. Okay. 
I would talk about that a lot, quite honestly. Okay. So you know how at the beginning of this, it was like this whole complicated thing of like, who's my ideal client? And we were like, they're the one who has the problem you solve. And it just really simplified it, right? Mm -hmm. This is where it can get nuanced without it being so rigid. Where it's like, but they are someone who doesn't like calls. They are someone who values attention to detail. So it becomes more value-centered than like where they're at in their business or, you know, what type of industry they're in or whatever, right? Yes. And so like they value attention to detail. They value not wasting time, like different (laughs) things like that, right? Yeah. So in my little mastermind – one of the girls was talking about how she just hasn't found her exact niche yet. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Here, here's Lacey's Facebook Live she did on this. You need to, like, take a listen. <laughs> like, this will help. It's fine. <laughs> and she she messaged me back. She's like, I have never thought of it that way. This is this is amazing to approach it different. <laughs> like, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I had to scroll back. Because to me, that was like two weeks ago. Apparently, that was in January. <laughs> <laughs> your your time is a little fuzzy at this point. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so good. Okay, so does that feel like really solid? Like you can see how that – and I also just want to give you like a little bit of thought here, which is like I think that some of it is you are holding a little bit on to some of your past quote-unquote ideal clients that – you know, had a business that was, let's say, they were running more like a hobby than a business. Mm-hmm. Right? No shame in that. Just is true. Um, and so you just think about things differently. You're not thinking about the time value. You're not thinking about how much someone else is putting into it. You're not thinking about like detail orientation, all of those things. Mm-hmm. So you can just see how like it, that's not bad. You just don't want to use them as like, the singular person that comes to mind when you think this through. Does that make sense? Yes. So something that's really cool is to just see this evolution of ideal clients since Allie and I have been working together. I think you guys will remember when we first started working together, she felt like it had to be so specific and this huge long list of criteria and all of this stuff, right? And what we had really worked on is like, do they have the problem you solve? That's pretty much it. Let's, as a starting point, let's start there, right? Do they have the problem you solve? And it was like really freeing for her in that moment. And now we're getting more into ideal client based on values and getting to speak to those values so much more. As she's serving people, she's realizing it's not about what type of business they have or like what age range they are, all of this stuff. So much more about values, right? Um, It's like, For example, the value of not wanting a lot of call time and a strong attention to detail, right? That's evolved as she's let herself lean into this and see, well, like, I don't really care if they're like a photographer or a coach or what the F ever, you know? But I really care if they don't wanna spend a lot of time on the phone and they value time in a different way and they have a really strong value for attention to detail and all of this stuff, right? So then she can turn around and put that in her content on her sales page. And now we're really getting to the who this is for in like a deep way that not only like really connects with people, but also really vibes with Allie's process so that she's getting clients that are just like much more the right fit versus like if she just picked a niche like photographer, right? There's still so many different people with different values in that. But if she really picks, hey, this is the problem I solve, and then here are a lot of the things you value around that, guess what? Things start to flow better. That ideal client actually does really start to show up in a new way. So hope that just gives you permission to look at that in your business. What problem do you solve? And then what are the values around that? Because when you have values alignment with your clients, everything gets better and easier. Okay, so we're raising. We know what we're raising to. You feel good about that, yes? <laughs> yeah. When are we doing it? Um. Well, when I get my copy all fixed up. Okay, so like in a week? After we review it, then I have to update the pages. So mm-hmm. I would say like two weeks, you know, because we don't have school again next week. <laughs> okay, so hear me out for a second. Yes. <laughs> You know what I'm going to say. 
Um, what if you just updated just the price now while we continue to work through the copy? Just because the reason I say this is you're starting to get May bookings now. So if you wait two more weeks, you might be getting June plus bookings. And then this actually doesn't take effect for quite some time. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> That's the perfectionist in me that I'm like, you're right. It doesn't have to be perfect. I can make imperfect actions. You totally can. And you can, like, you'll update it in two weeks, too. You know what I'm saying? It's just, like, kind of, like, step one, step two. Okay, good. Price update today. And then you don't have to worry about it anymore because right now all that's happening is you're going to overthink it. Especially if you wait two weeks. <laughs> Do you know me? <laughs> <laughs> sounds, sounds like that could happen. Um, and so then it's just done and then you can't take it back. <laughs> What's ever online is online forever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, good. Um, and also it's like a great, just as a side note, it's a great follow-up tool for the people that you already are in conversation with for May spots to kind of be like, hey, just an FYI, if you go to my website, you're going to see that my price is raised considerably. Um, I'm totally going to honor your rate, but just wanted you to be aware of that. Yes. Okay. And then that gives them even more incentive to say yes, mm-hmm. which is very exciting. Mm-hmm. Does that feel good? It does, yes. Okay, good. Um, you want to talk about summer schedule or what feels like kind of next next on deck in your mind? Yeah, summer set schedule. Summer schedule. <laughs> yes. Do you – I think that you don't know exactly <clears throat> what that looks like yet, but you kind of have an idea. Just give me a little rundown there. Well, I don't know. Like this is also – super mom guilt coming in <laughs> because I'm like I should spend time with him and then I'm like but I have to work <laughs> and I don't like I'm not good at pretending to do both when he's here like I'm either all in on my work or I'm all in with him I'm terrible at trying to micromanage both because I don't feel like I'm giving either one my all <laughs> um, so I mean, there's a couple of options. Like, there's going to be park and rec um, activities again this year. You know, thank God. Yeah. But, I mean, they're only, like, an hour and a half a day. Right, right. <laughs> it's not like so it's technically, like you're basically just getting home and then. <laughs> yeah, like, I'd get to work for, like, 50 minutes to turn around and drive yeah. back to pick him up. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> which is still 50 minutes. Um, And we have the opportunity for oh, – I'm sorry, excuse me – for – our nanny again. But even with that, like I had her 15 hours a week last year. Mm-hmm. It started as 12. We went to 15. And that's still like, that still scares me of, okay, well, that's still not very much time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I guess that that's where I'm like, okay, well, do I just have to cut back on what I can take in or... Do I need to be looking at a different arrangement where he actually goes to an all-day camp, more like daycare kind of thing, mm-hmm. which I don't know. Like, I started this business to be with him, so then right. that gives me guilt. You know, like, I, it's just, I don't know. There's a lot that goes into it that I'm like, why is this so hard? <laughs> totally makes sense. And, you know, I think it's just helpful for you to see that, like, we know the pattern there. Right, which is to feel wrong or like I'm going to mess it up. And so then the decision feels like extra heavy, right? Yes, absolutely. It doesn't just feel like, oh, like what's my preference? It feels like, oh my gosh, like I could just absolutely screw this up royally and then have a ton of guilt and regret and all this stuff, right? So if if we know that's the pattern, that's not bad, but like let's just kind of move forward with that in mind, right? And I think that what always helps anyone, but I think especially you've seen this, is as soon as you make a decision, it really does get easier. The hardest part is always in the indecision. It's just like this pricing thing. 
way harder for you when you hadn't decided than when you had. You just have to go change it. Still uncomfortable, but different, right? So all we have to do is be like, what's the best decision you could make for right now? And then we can plan off that. But even having that made will probably lessen the intensity pretty considerably because then it's just like, well, it is what it is. So how do I deal with it in the best possible way? Instead of like, it's so unknown that everything feels like I could screw it up. Right. What do you think? Yeah. And <laughs> oh, I, I'm just crazy. I mean, you know, we all are. I think that's, <laughs> I think that's a requirement for being human. But right. I, mean, yeah. I know. I mean, even if he went all week to like the day camp or whatever, I could still choose yep. one day a week to have as our day. Yeah. I just have to like, commit to that instead of being like, oh, no, I need another day to work. You know, like instead of making myself feel guilty about it, that I'm going to be missing out on work or guilty that I'm missing out on time with him. I just need to know that, like, it's okay. (laughs) Exactly. And you need to feel like, and this is what we've been building toward and you totally have, you can trust yourself that if you commit to that day, you will always show up for that day. Yeah. Right. Which is different than being like, oh, am I going to just end up having it taken over by work? Like, no, never. (laughs) Yeah. I will always show up for that. Mm -hmm. I totally trust myself there. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? Yeah. Yes. And I can't. Is that what what you're kind of leaning toward? Is that why you use that example, Laura? Um, I mean – Overall, it would be the easiest and it would be (laughs) like Beckett's even excited about the idea of it. Oh, I bet. Especially because he hasn't had a lot of that this year or this last year, right? Well, and it's kind of surprising to me because he doesn't like to try new things. Weird. I wonder where he gets that. (laughs) (laughs) He's very shy when it comes to meeting new people and being in groups but he was like no mom i'd love to try that i'm like oh Mm. okay so i think it's just me feeling guilty of yeah well but i'm home why am i not taking care of him you know yeah but the truth is no i run a business too I'm not just I was just going to say, and why would you, why what would you be doing when you're at home? <laughs> right. I think that right. I've always had it in my head that I need to be this, you know, like the power mom who can work 40 hours a week and still take care of their child perfectly, you know, like. Yeah. Which is basically completely an impossibility for anyone. It's not like impossible for you. It's like impossible for anyone to be a full-time parent and have a full, I mean, everyone is a full-time parent, but you get what right. I'm saying. Be with my kid all day and work full-time all day is just not, right. <laughs> not the thing, right? And I mean, I'm going to be really honest. Like when I first joined the online world, I was very snowballed by the fakeness on social media that people put mm-hmm. out there that all of this was possible. So, of course, you know, I, then I beat myself up that I wasn't this perfect parent mm. and I couldn't do it all. And then I started sending him to daycare. And then, you know, like, then I pull him back home. And I just kept going in this cycle that once we finally hit our routine and everything was feeling great, of course, you know, COVID. So that just like knocked it out of the water again last year. Yeah. So then this year, I just questioned everything again. Like, mm-hmm. I did make it work last year with such little time. But the truth is, I don't have to do that again this year, though. Mm-hmm. There are options. And and did we both thrive in me making it work? Right. Yeah. Right? Not that it wasn't a good experience, but I mean, you were, like, getting quite burnt out, too. All the time. And, you know, <laughs> I mean, it became – I remember working with my mentor at the time, and I'm like, okay, yeah, that's a beautiful plan, but I need less. Mm-hmm. And it seriously went to very bare bones of I did client work. I didn't yeah. post on social media. I did nothing. It was just client work. Mm-hmm. And that's not sustainable either if I want to continue to build my business. Exactly. And that that creates burnout in its own right to a certain extent, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
So All right. here's what's helpful. You already know what decision is best for you. Mm-hmm. You just get to trust yourself to make it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Beckett's even helping you along. Like he's literally telling you, <laughs> Mama, this is like going to be super fun for me. And you're like, but I don't know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I know. And it's dumb because like the day camps, like they're – I. Well, I believe that they are still happening. They haven't released the information, but like they're at the YMCA here. So they do different like bike days and swimming days and like all these things. But then I'm like, well, but then he won't be doing the park and rec activities. (laughs) So then I go in this guilt shame spiral of, but he really likes those. And it's just, it's dumb. I mean, an activity is an activity. If he's having fun, that's all that matters. Yeah, he certainly is not thinking about it like that, right? He's not like, well, you no. know, park and rack, that would have been better. Mom totally screwed this one up, right? <laughs> it's like not a he's thing. He's not? No, it's not a thing. <laughs> right? He's like, I get to ride my bike all day. This is amazing. I know. Yeah. I think it's just what what is co- – continually been the cycle, I think, for you and and what's helpful to see here is that it's always felt very much like one or the other. Like you were just saying, it was constantly swinging. I can be a great mom or I can be a great business owner. Mm -hmm. And this is that I can be both, right? Yeah. I can fully be both and I don't have to give 150% of myself to either. Right. Yep. To prove that, right? Yeah. It's just such a societal thing, you know, of like, we should just be able to do it all as women. And I think like you're going to do it all in terms of being a great business owner and great mom. It just doesn't look like 150% of your time, right? Right. What do you think? Yeah. And, I put stupid, I don't even, like, I am a lot of for words. Like, I have to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. Like, why I put these dumb, like, restrictions on myself or expectations, expectations better word. Yeah. There it is. Mondays are hard. Why, why did I schedule these on Mondays? <laughs> um, God, I never have words. Um, but... I put those on myself. Like my husband and I were even talking about it. I'm like, I always feel this enormous amount of pressure that I have to be a certain way for you. And he's like, and he just looked at me dumbfounded. I'm like, (laughs) you've never said it to me. I did this. Yeah. Like I do this and then I try to make it okay in my head because that's what you think. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's not like I keep doing it to myself. Yeah. That's really like beautiful to see that you can release yourself from that. Right. I want to. <laughs> and release your husband and your child from it, too. Like, they're not holding you to that standard. I know. Right? Yeah. So I think that, you know, like with all good pattern shifts, sometimes it looks like doing, right? Yeah. So what what's the doing here? What is the actual, like, releasing myself from this expectation, this pressure? Signing them up for day camp and knowing that it's going to be the perfect situation. Yeah, I think that's a really good one. And then knowing that if whatever it is, like if I say Fridays are our day, I'm always going to show up for that in favor of getting more done too. Yep. Right? Oh my gosh, I'm just so grateful to Allie for sharing this conversation around the guilt she's feeling with us. I know that is so real for so many women, so many women that own their own businesses. It's just so helpful, I think, to hear that conversation. And really what I want to say is that so much of that is the level of pressure and expectation. And whether you're a mom or not, pressure and expectation impacts us all so much and so deeply. What expectations are we putting on ourselves that we think we quote unquote should be doing? How much pressure are we putting on ourselves to get it right and perfect all the freaking time, you know? So 
If you're a mom, I just hope that you feel so seen in this. If you are not, I hope this is just a call to look at where pressure and expectation is showing up in your life and your business, because those two things keep us feeling so shitty and so stuck and they are so real. But the more we can look at them and the more we can keep releasing those, the better things feel over time. So I hope this is just a reminder for you to do that. Does that like feel like a release when you say it or does it feel pretty intense? <laughs> no, it does. It feel it feels like a release. I just I know how I get that like, oh well, I could just squeeze in one more hour. What if I just do like a half day? Mm-hmm. And I I have to commit to not doing that. Yep. Totally. I commit to deciding this is the best thing for us and I commit to not doing that thing where I change my mind on it, right? Like if I've decided that us having a full day together on Friday is the best thing, I'm not going to rethink that. Yes. Okay. Right? Yep. It's just always true. It's that whole deciding thing that I've journaled about Mm -hmm. for 90 days. (laughs) It sounds so (laughs) familiar. Yeah, that, and this then then we can plan, right? Then you know, okay, cool, I have four days a week. I have this amount of hours. I know, like, I really want to give you credit here. Not only that, I have four days a week. I have this amount of hours. I literally know how much each project takes, and I'm priced appropriately for that. Mm-hmm. You can plan, like, everything from there. Does that make sense? Like, not in a rigid way, but in a, like, really taking that control of that time and that schedule kind of way. So is that, do you, is, I don't, I don't know. I don't know this answer. Are all the day camps the same or do you have to decide which one and then decide how many hours you'll have? I think it's just like one choice, okay. but they don't have information out on it right now. Got it. This last year was weird. Yeah, yeah. So I think I just need to make a call and see. Yeah. Because if not, then I have to completely redecide. figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's just have that as the to do, like call them, see what's up. And then we can plan from there again, because you've done the work to know this is how long a project takes. This is what my actual rate for them is. This is when he's going to be in care. And then we can get really detailed from there. Right. Yeah. Does that feel pretty empowering when you think about it like that? It does. And it makes it like, it makes the summer actually sound enjoyable instead of me being like, Oh my God, how am I going to do this? Right. And I think that's what's helpful for you to see there too, which is like, you don't have, like, like you said, last year was one thing because you kind of had to, you don't have to be in that place this year. So why ever put yourself in that where you have to feel all of this stress all the time when you know that like, that's not something that's required of you. Right. Right. When you use that sentence, it makes perfect sense. Good. We'll just we'll grab this uh, we'll grab this clip and you can just play it on uh, on repeat we'll sound in your bite. head. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But I do think that I mean, listen, I don't have a, a single client that um, is a mom that doesn't deal with mom guilt and that doesn't feel that pressure and that doesn't put those expectations on themselves. So, like, permission for that to be okay, but permission to also not have to make decisions from that guilt place, right? Right. So good. Um, okay, so two big things. Price Change update. Prices. Thank you. Call the day camp. And then we'll go over the sales page and kind of add more stuff there. But okay. um, the the last thing that I wanted to talk about really quickly is you were kind of saying almost like preferring branding over the web design. Damn it, Lacey. <laughs> thought you were going yeah. to sneak by without that one. Maybe. Just uh-huh, thought maybe uh-huh. that'd go away. Yeah, that's that's funny. Um, so I think that that's something we can, we can table for this moment because I know it's already a lot, raising the prices and everything, but – once we know the summer hours, that's going to be an important conversation too. Yeah. Because I could see you taking on more branding projects in the summer, less web design and us really being able to play it out like that. Like if we have one website project a month, just marketing to that, like, hey, we have one June website spot available. Who wants it? 
then otherwise we have branding slots and like really being able to be very intentional with that instead of kind of just like, oh, I hope someone books branding, but more like really scheduling it out based on the time you have. Does that make sense? It does. And it's been something that like when I was playing around with the numbers and the hours that it takes me for all of the project pieces, then it started getting into like how I feel during all of this. And the branding is just what I'm so obsessed with and I love doing. And it's just such an exciting part of the process for me that I'm like, I would love to duplicate this all over all the time. (laughs) Totally. And guess what? I can choose to. You can. Yes. (laughs) You totally can. Um, I think obviously we want to make sure the like time makes sense. And then we want to make sure with the new price point, it makes sense in terms of like um, the numbers you want to hit each month. But I have a feeling that based on that price raise, it is still going to make a ton of sense. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just, I think, so I'm almost done with like the... 15 weeks of the content creation. Mm -hmm. So I'm on like the last cycle of it right now. But I'm like, okay. So when I sit back down to like rethink this, I think maybe I'm going to lean more heavily into the branding section. But I do, I I do still love doing websites. Like I don't want to take that out, but I think I do really need to lighten my load with it and do more branding. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So I can be the best in every area. I think that's amazing. And again, like, that helps you communicate to your clients really or potential clients really well too, right? It's just how we were talking about, oh, we haven't even communicated to them how long a project takes. Like, let's do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is just another place where we can like really communicate with your audience. Like, okay, great guys. We have this one spot for this and this one spot for this. Here's why you'd choose web. Here's why you would just choose branding. Here's what that looks like. Like, So much of it is you just being really clear with them and guiding them to pick the right thing. Yeah. And so if we know whatever you're going to take, I'm just making this up, two branding and one website a month, then we literally can set it up like that, communicate like that, fill those spots, and you feel super in control, but they also feel super clear, right? So something that I'm always harping on my clients about is communicating to your audience what you have open, right? And really explaining that to them, right? So like Allie can share having like one website project open, why branding is more important than website, why it's amazing, all of this stuff. But she truly has to be the one to explain that to them, to tell them what spot she has open and to really overly communicate that with her audience. I think that sometimes we are kind of waiting for someone to ask us that, or we think it's obvious, but so often our audience really needs that communication. Tell them all the time what you have available, what you have open, why it's amazing, why they should take that step, or they are just not necessarily going to connect the dots in their own mind. But if you can connect those dots for them, the likelihood that they take that next step, want to work with you, et cetera, expands exponentially. So just like look at that in your own business. Like, am I truly communicating openings and why and what to my audience enough? Because they will respond to that so much better than me being in wait for them to connect those dots. So look at that in your own business this week because most of us are not communicating it enough. So see where that lands. Does that feel fun? It does. It really does. This is so great. You get to like just do shit you like in your business. (laughs) Is that possible? Yep. It sure is. (laughs) So good. Okay. So I I feel like, you know, even just get an idea of the timing and then we can revisit that next call based on timing over summer. Here's what that looks like. But I'm about to give you one other difficult (laughs) task, which is you, you are almost full through mid-May and school ends (laughs) (laughs) mid-May. Right. Yes. So I would just only be taking one web client a month right now, even if you book them out through August, September, whatever. We could always move someone up if we decided something different about that, but you don't want to now book out your summer with that on accident. Mm -hmm. Right. 
that's the, like, I mean, that's like the good thing about being really booked out, but it's a hard thing about being really booked out is you have to be thinking in advance in such a different way, right? Yep, that's fun. Okay, so after May, one a month for right now. Feel good? It does until I have to tell somebody. (laughs) (laughs) For the moment, it feels good. (laughs) Current situation, yeah. (laughs) Okay, good. So currently, we're going to roll with that. And then when it comes up, you're going to just do your best, right? Yeah. Yeah. Totally okay. Um, if it, if it feels tough, but I think that will be helpful. And then what you can say to them too, is like, if, if a space opens, I'll be happy to move you up and I'll let you know first thing. Yeah. So we can leave that open, but definitely just so that you're not booked out to a point where you just can't ever get these changes in place. Right. Right. And that's, I think that that's where all the stress was happening too, is that there's so many things that I want to do for my own business, but I'm just booked packing all of my hours in with everything else that yeah yeah exactly yep okay yay okay good keep me posted i'll put this stuff in base camp let me know what you need from me in terms of um adding those things i will give you um uh web copy feedback and we will go from there feel good yep beautiful that's good all right i'll talk to you soon thank you Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset strategy and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.